What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down! It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Carrie, Eddie, and Bob, wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. Another Eskridge Lexus post game podcast, uh, where it is another victory. The Sooners moved to seven and zero, but we're not going to Lincoln Riley our way through this thing. Not everything is okay. They're not, they were not close. I mean, they 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 regressed today, and I I got to say it was refreshing being in a post game press conference where a coach admitted we did a lot of stuff that we should have lost that game today, and. Uh, one of them was field goals. One of them was just, you know, the unevenness of an offense that could not run the damn ball to save their lives until the fourth quarter. Uh, and we're going to talk about all of it. But uh, we welcome in uh, almost the entire crew. Bob's still at home uh, working on his last story. But uh, Eddie is several Coors lights into the evening. I can't decide I if say, I want to burn this down or if I, I want to be okay. I got to say, like, it was like I was kind of shaking after that game it was a lot of it was intense and it was a lot of uh just stress yeah because i mean I, they not were me. not i was good. not i was not stressed whatsoever it's well, just that's another... because you're eating edibles in the press box maybe i was no it, it was called bad. the struggles of being an owner of a business that relies on you know teams not just sucking the life out of the fan base we also have a special guest today we do. Josh McQuistion is with us. I, I took for granted that we can see him, that everybody else doesn't know he's here. I'm sorry, Josh. Uh, it's fine. I, I, I think everybody expected. I mean, I'm here to shit on everything. I, Josh hates OU. They played poorly, finally, and I'm ready to just tear OU apart. By the way, I need to... I mean, so, well, there are a lot of people that are new to the pod or new in recent years to the pod. Uh, I was getting a lot of doom pod. Do the, do, the doom pod is what happens before the season. The Duba, the drunken pod this is what is happens real, when the shit really hits This is the a fan. realistic pod. This is what this is going to is be. Is that what it is? I, I think still, it's a snap back to reality a little bit. It is. I it still think is. you guys are overreacting. Not, I'm not overreacting. They played like shit you today, woman. George. I, no, you I agree. little girl. I 100% agree they played like shit, but I... That's college football. Teams no, play like it. shit. Like let's, good. let's get yeah. into let's get into it though. Well, first off, I want to say the fans today were fantastic. I mean, I was here. I got here about eight twenty this morning, uh, and it was already getting packed on Campus Corner, uh, and it just continued to get. I think there were so many people going past the doors. I was kind of getting ready for the 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 game and getting my laptop laptop set. Like it was just shadow after shadow after shadow. Like it was crazy down here today. The fans. They spent these last two weeks reveling in that win and getting more and more fired up. Uh, it even got the Kings of Leon here, uh, which, you know, one of the biggest shames of my life is going to be that I wasn't there at the stadium to see them get recognized and cheered. Apparently, I heard... Turn that, the game around. Yeah. They turn I the mean, game around. I mean, and they should take credit for that. I 100. Mean, I think Jared already did. Jared, yeah, Jared is taking credit for it. Uh, he's, uh, I think he's probably asleep on the bus on the way home because I think he had a good time tonight. Um, anyway, uh, no, I mean... It was just a. It was a really great setup 
by the fans for you know this team to come back home and everyone to celebrate what they just done against Texas. Yet maybe they found out that there was a little too much celebrating on the players' part. I mean, defensively early, I thought that they fed off that energy fourth, within the crowd. And four straight three and outs you to had, the number four offense in the country. You had really good field position that Oklahoma offensively couldn't oh, capitalize. That was I mean, it should have been, George, you said it after the game. It should have been 21 to nothing Yeah, maybe 10 minutes into the game. And that's why I'm still just not overreacting to this bad performance. But yeah, they were they were terrible on offense most of the day. I mean, realistically, they, they weren't able to run the ball until the fourth quarter, uh, which is crazy. Gavin Sawchuk had 63 yards on the ground. 59 of them came in the fourth quarter on obviously 30 on the one big touchdown run. Uh, but yeah, the offense was, was bad, especially it felt like they were trying to get too cute at the beginning. Like they had the direct snap to Sawchuk that he drops. Then if he catches that screen pass on the third and 10, he might go. I mean, it was so wide open. But uh, they just look totally out of sync to start well, the game. To me, this is kind of where I am, Josh. Um, you have a team that had two weeks. We all look. I don't. Th- I don't blame Danny Stutzman's T-shirt sales for this or anything. But it's everything. But it's everything. And when you hear that one of your best running backs was suspended, uh, you know, and we kind of heard the grumblings before. I think Eddie heard it before any of us did. Uh, and it sounds, you know, in, in, in-house in suspension is what Brent Venables termed it. Obviously, that's not good. I mean, you you we talked all last week about what a team of good guys this is. Uh, and now you have someone that's done something to be suspended uh, who was a key part of your offense. And you go out there and you don't play so well offensively. You can't establish the run. You're not physical on the offensive line. The offensive line was a problem for a large part of the day today, especially on that right side. Yeah. Now, I, I do want to be clear that nothing we've heard is, you know, Tawi Walker was suspended for being a bad guy. Like, I, I don't, I don't want that to be like, oh, he was out there doing something terrible. Like, it, it was something that happens if during a football season. Josh, I'm sorry, but it's not, it's not because you forgot to take an old lady across the street. Sure. No, no, yeah. I, I just mean like it, it's he, not like he wasn't doing anything illegal. He didn't yeah, get arrested. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it wasn't anything oh, with the law. I, I That's what Josh was saying. No, but that, I mean, I'm yeah. sorry, but if you get suspended during a 12 game season, to me, it's a character issue. There's something about your character that allows you to get suspended. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I, I, I am. I, I don't. I, I don't think it's a character issue. I think, I think a, we all need to take a deep breath. I think. I think. <laughs> I think we are going. We are jumping off a cliff here right now. They did win. Yes, they won. I, welcome, I would character- welcome to the the official. You yeah, know, this is Anchorage hey, Lexus post. The honeymoon's <laughs> over, George. <laughs> the uh, I would now, I would characterize I, I, I it. Do want, an, an important note here is George the only one of us that is one hundred percent and entirely sober. No, I am, unfortunately. Okay, I'm okay. I, I uh, just wanted everybody to know where we were at. I'm it's, not it's drinking Eddie Christmas. And I, that's fine. Yeah, George stop is, saying George that. We know drinking. that's never going to happen, all right? I love it. I would characterize I the Tawi situation as he had a disagreement with, uh, with the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a good way to put but it. But again, yeah. what, what you know, player that's fully bought in Gets in a, in a disagreement. But to I the kinda, at the same time, I kind of like it. Here's here's the other thing. During a bye week, we, though, I we mean, could talk on. about Tawi all we want. 
the walk on Juco running back shouldn't have that big of an effect on the damn game. That's that's Back. true. Well, and it was I, I was on the scoop account and you know, it was it was late in the fourth quarter, or not late, it was getting later. I think there was maybe eight minutes, five minutes left in the game. they were getting the ball back, you know, down twenty six seventeen, I think. Uh twenty three seventeen. Twenty three seventeen. And I just put up a poll. I said, Who do you think should carry the load on this next drive? Should it be Gavin Sawchuk or Gavin Sawchuk? Like it was pretty <laughs> obvious to me that Gavin Sawchuk needed to get some carries, and he had done enough good things during the day. Like I don't know why you're throwing a back shoulder throw to Marcus Major twenty yards down the field. Jesus Christ! Yeah. It did hit a big chest though. Yeah, but I, it almost I mean, got should he have caught too. that? That's asking a lot. But of here, Marcus here's Major. the thing. Here's the thing, and I asked Jeff Lebby this just point blank after the game if if they want a number one running back because they keep doing this rotating thing, and he said. Yes, they want somebody that can turn around and just hand the ball off to. It has to be Gavin Sawchuk moving forward. I, there's nothing like you have to just let. Devontae I've, Barnes is not an option. I, I 100% there with you. Sawchuk yeah. just got better as the game went on. He had three carries before going into the fourth quarter. Then he gets seven carries, goes for 59 yards. Like he clearly and what did he just, have before this game? You, he, you had, he had 18 carries for 45 yards going into this game. Right. He's got to get just give him the ball more. Well, and, and even beyond that, like even if you want to, you know, say, okay, I'm not sure, we can say we're pretty sure about Marcus Major and Tawi yep. Walker. We've seen it. We know what those guys have, and they're not bad players. I'm not trying to shit on them or anything, but like Gavin Sawchuk, if you want to have a chance to have a difference maker at running back, he is the only guy we've seen this year that really can have that conversation. And if you don't want to play him, you play the damn freshman. Like, we haven't even seen Hicks or Smothers. Like, give him a shot. Well, but here's my biggest problem with the way that, that Sawchuk was used today. And it's it's a problem that we've seen with this offense. They try and get too cute. I mean, at least hand the ball off to Gavin Sawchuk. Let him get going. Don't direct snap it to him the first, you know, the second play of the game, trying to be too cute, and he doesn't handle it, and then all of a sudden his added, you know, his I don't know, confidence probably t tanks, you know, and and then he gets pulled off the field. He doesn't go back for a while. Like that was a terrible mismanagement the, of a young player. The, the offensive play calling in the first quarter was very head scratching because they came out and did that with Sawchuck, and, and then if you guys remember the next possession. They didn't even have a running back in for any of the plays. They did the Farouk thing in the backfield, which mm -hmm. sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. Like it just felt like they were trying to do some different stuff, and it just it just wasn't working, and it cost them. Today for me was the, the day that Farouk was just like it wasn't. He didn't have a good day. Like he almost broke a kickoff return. Almost doesn't count though. Uh, and the times they try to use him, like you said in the running game, nothing really popped out of it. I think he did have you know one of the longer rush plays of the day. Uh, but still, it wasn't like you expect, you know, Jalil Farouk to step up in the absence of, of Andrew Anthony, and he didn't do it today. I'm not a call for jobs guy. I kind of hate that. I, I don't, I, I just, it's not my style. At the same time, I don't think there's any way you can feel like the running back room has been managed well this year. Like, it, 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 the, to, to, and I know, DeMarco Murray doesn't call that play. He doesn't put the direct snap in for Gavin Sawchuk. That's above his head. I totally understand it. But to put that kid in that situation, then immediately turn around and throw that screen to him, which he should have caught. Like that, that's not on anybody but Gavin Sawchuk. At the same time, like 
And then he just doesn't see the guys. When was he on the field next? Like he missed the, almost the rest of the first quarter, didn't yeah. he? He almost missed the rest of the first half. Someone remind me because I, I know I lost my mind when it happened. But what happened? Did they even run a play when Jackson Arnold came out? No, on the field? they did. They, uh, uh, UCF called the timeout, then they came back in and they handed it off to Marcus Major. And that's actually the play I believe they picked it up. Right. Yeah. It was the third and two later in the game that they tried to run something similar, and Major got stuffed. Yeah, when George, you and I talked about this before we got started. When, when the uh, was it Hester what, number two Hunter Hunter? Yeah, the kid goes across Caleb Schaefer's face, and I think that was the last time we saw Caleb Schaefer like that. Guys, Caleb, Caleb Schaefer didn't have any business on that field. I, I, I he's a nice kid. I love the interview this week. Seems like a great guy, and in a pinch, I get it. But th- that's not a guy you're going to win the things you expect to win playing with. I thought I would never say this, but they desperately need McCade Matower back. Yeah. And he was in on the PATs. Like, yep. he can't be that far off. What'd you say? Is it not Matire? Matower? Matair? It doesn't matter. Am I the only one that reads the pronunciation guides? Yes. Yeah. No, because I, I think it's Matire, too. Like, I think you're right, Kerry, because I... Again, it's some. I will not stand for these constant. I mean, Eddie has made an art form out of it. I'm not going to allow it to affect George. George, I am just a replica of Eddie. Eddie is not an example for you. Okay, come follow me. According to Sooner Sports, it is Matayer. Tayer. That's what I said. Is it Matayer? Matayer. Matar. Matar. That's close. I I would say George and Eddie were closer than we were, so I got to give them their credit on that. Yeah. Thank you. Damn you, Carrie. (laughs) <laughs> I gotta go see it with my own eyes now. That's how. Did you see how quickly I changed allegiances there? I was I was totally Son into George Nettie. I I sold you out quickly. Son of a bitch. Uh, one area though that I I <laughs> we, you mentioned it briefly, Carrie, about Andrell, and I asked Dylan this after the game because I don't know if you guys noticed it. UCF was playing a lot of uh, press coverage, doing a lot of man stuff. OU was not creating like any separation other than Nick Anderson a few times. They were not getting open down the field, and that's concerning. And I. I told Eddie this after the game. I don't think Brennan Thompson's healthy. Like he didn't get a snap in the game today. He had a towel around his neck on the sideline. Didn't even have his helmet. I don't think. Well, and we he's somebody that I think could, we requested him last week too for interviews, and, and he never got denied. I actually, was told that he declined to be right. interviewed. So I I don't know, but he's somebody that I thought we might see today because he can stretch the field and open up some things. But the separation, like Farouk, is a is a good player, but he's not a guy that is like just burning down the field and I think we saw that today I don't know I, it just seems I like a concerning thing going forward that you know they don't have somebody that's just creating a ton of well separation. here was the thing here was the thing Josh I mean UCF did not have a good run defense they do have a good pass defense so they essentially were forcing you know they were playing a little bit of umbrella defense and and telling Oklahoma okay you're going to beat us with the run because we're going to make sure you don't beat us with Dylan Gabriel's arm and it was. It had a big feeling like Iowa State or a Kansas State game today, just the way the offense was just just disjointed. Uh, they never could get into a rhythm. Uh, it seemed like you know the big plays were few and far between, and they weren't able to get the running game going to anyone's satisfaction. What's interesting though, guys, I don't know about you all. I never really thought Oklahoma was going to lose that game. I don't. I can't explain it. Oh, I, I definitely why. thought they were. <laughs> There, the, I, and I, I think I do think a part of it is like that defense is playing because guys, that like people are like, oh, the the defense played horribly, and I put it up on Twitter. UCF averages almost 520 yards of offense a game. They didn't get to 400 on Oklahoma, 
And like a third of that 397 they got were on two plays. The big yeah. run from Harvey and then obviously the long uh, pass that Woody Washington had the busted coverage. Like that, that accounted for a third of their total yards the entire game. The defense did not play bad. They weren't great by any stretch of the imagination, but they were not bad. They were the second or third best thing of the day, like or the biggest storyline of the day yeah. the defense was outside of OU's inability to be able to run the football. I mean, when they needed a stop, they got off the field. Now, granted, mm-hmm. the final possession, that was that was shit. But you also had them convert a third and 15 and a fourth and 10. And, and, and Bowman and, drops a pick. Yeah, I sure. I mean, like you, you, like, they had their chances on that possession. I, I think that there was a little bit of pe- uh, people out there, too, that just didn't want to believe that Central Florida's pretty damn good offensively. Like, number four in the country, offensively good. Yeah. And, and like... Like Josh said, they they got st- like they got stops. Like when yeah. the game there was there, if uh, prior Oklahoma teams, if they're down twenty three seventeen, at some point UCF goes down and puts puts them up thirteen, yeah. and all of a sudden and you're, you're chasing, you're really done. Yeah, you're really in a pickle. And like this group was able to come up with those stops or even hold them to field goals on some of those drives were yeah. huge. So and then you even take away, I mean, Jaron Cannon gets the stupid penalty down on the goal line otherwise you probably get another goal line stand like the defense the defense is the only reason they won the game today yeah yeah no, i mean i i didn't really side with jaron canick on the uh, taunting thing i mean i watched we well, just back. can't do that and, and it was it was like josh I, I know you probably saw it but it was almost like he did a mini taunt and then he just decided oh i don't think he heard me i'm really going to get down in his face and say something uh and that's when the penalty came out but it was just a, after watching Ethan Downs almost happen to you two weeks ago against Texas, like, I get it. It's an emotional game. And I guarantee you, those those Central Florida players, they were talking some serious shit. You could tell. Like, I don't know, Eddie, how much you caught down on the field. Couldn't really but tell. Like from but, like, from TV, you could see. I mean, just the kiss in the, you know, the, the kiss to the side. Like, I mean, it's kind of badass. That was badass. It's I badass. I, I thought it was pretty cool. But it was it should have been a penalty. Sure. And, I mean, I yeah. we were talking about this before. I didn't want to get too much into it, George. But, like, I, Josh, you remember it was 2009 uh, when OU was playing uh, Texas Tech and Ryan Broyles uh-huh. started high-stepping, uh, you know, before he got in the end zone, and the rule was not that old then. I think it was the first time I'd ever seen it take off a, t- a touchdown off the board, and I remember that's the maddest I've ever seen Bob Stoops on the sideline. Like, he wanted to kill Ryan Broyles. And, you know, he was still a young guy then, and, and it was like he had the, the suspension when he was a redshirt freshman, but it's just like, that's... Like, what the guy did today, though, had some real flair to it, though. I mean... And I guess he could have said, well, there's a cameraman right there. So I was trying to, you know, blow a kiss to my mom at home or something. Uh, But, like, there's just so many dumb things that tend to happen. I don't think this is an undisciplined team, though. I I don't either. To to go with what you're talking about, Kerry, I have been to a lot of games and a lot of camps in the state of Florida. Oh, my God. Those kids talk shit from, like, birth. Remember when we went to the Lath Harlow? good at it. We went to the Lath Harlow game. And it was just like, this is a different world down here in Florida, man. Like, they are shit talkers to the max. Yeah, 100%. It's incredible. It's like, they're, it's, you got a bunch of kids that are really fast, and they, like, most of the time, they no one can catch them. So when they do catch you, they either hit you, you know, to where your shoes come off your feet, uh, or they just talk shit the entire time. It, they, like I said, they could teach classes. And I know, like, 
UCF, obviously, Central Florida. You get into South Florida, which obviously UCF has a bunch of those guys on the roster. Those guys <laughs> are a different breed, even amongst Florida guys. South Florida guys will rip your guts out and don't care about it. Like they, they are vicious. It was a little Friday night tykes ish on the field today at times. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, still though, like you're right, Carrie. You know, I there are just a few minutes, a few different moments, and I know George kind of touched on this earlier, and and you know, clearly a conversation he and Eddie had had. That game could so easily have been twenty-one nothing. Not, I wouldn't say like Arkansas State. But like, okay, th- this game's almost over in the first quarter kind of stuff. If Oklahoma just gets out of their own way a couple of times. Yeah, I, and it's, you know, we can talk about the field goal thing now because obviously it's a disaster. And Brent Venables stood up for Zach Schmidt. And I, I know in the conference room we were talking about it before, and I think Eddie's, I mean, you can say what your viewpoint is on it. Like, how could it get any worse? Yeah, it's fucking terrible. I mean, it's you can't, you just can't miss thirty-eight yarders, and I don't care. Like there, there was no excuses today. There was no wind. There was not. He wasn't kicking in a monsoon. Mm-hmm. It was just. It's terrible, and it's going to cost them a game if they continue to play in some of these close bowl games. Like it's, it's insane to me that they've got the pump blocked last week. They had the missed field goal by Schmidt. They had the you know the gaffes on the return stuff. They gave up the fake punt. They missed two field goals today. Finding ways to win those games, it's almost kind of unbelievable that they were able to do that. Well, and I think when it comes to Schmidt, like you can tell, here's my take on it. I think Brent feels like if he's, if he's mentally there, that he can do some things that maybe the other kickers can't do. Uh, and I think it's probably to do with his range and things like that, but he's obviously in a fragile state mentally, and Brent doesn't want to lose him. That's what I think is going on. Uh, because he was literally arguing with the referees that his kick was not wide, that went over the goalposts. Like, th- I, you rarely see that. You never see a, a kicker try and argue his way into a made field goal. And it wasn't even, I mean, it was close, but it wasn't that close. What do you guys uh, know about Gavin Marshall? Like, why not just give him a shot? Like, do you guys, have you guys seen him kick before? Like, is he... I Just mean, in those few in, viewing days we had out. Yeah, and he's in come in and kicked a couple uh, extra points and stuff. But outside of that, like, I don't... What else does Schmidt... Does Schmidt have to cost him a game before they, Nunez or yeah. whoever decides that that's the way to go? I don't know. I mean, I, I just... It's either... I, In my opinion, you start letting Marshall kick him or you start going for it on fourth down. Well, it looks like they've got you the punting. Can't win the conference doing that. They've got the punting kind of figured out a little bit. Yeah, Luke Elzinga was great today. Uh, we talked about it on the Instagram. Fantastic. Reaction. He 51.6 yards uh average today on five punts, which is like that's NFL good. Yeah. Uh, he was he was spectacular today. Which by the way, UCF's punting though, ferocious. They're they're terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it was really bad. It was it was I didn't realize they're Josh second Plaster to last bad, in the country. Yeah. Oh my god. And net punting, yeah. Well, it's like I have people and I mentioned it's like, how does UCF have a better kicker than OU? And I'm like, when does it matter if you're a a, a blue a blue blood to have a great kicker? I mean, they need to him to get in the portal though. His last name's Boomer. Yeah, yeah, maybe a hell of Colton a kicker. Boomer is that his name? I think so. That's a great yep. name. That's gonna get you laid That's a great on any college name. campus. Surely he has like an NIL T-shirt out there somewhere. Colton Boomer. Maybe you should have one with like yeah. an OU NIL company. 
You know, with punters, I've always felt like I would go to the shittiest offense I could find because I'm going to get to punt all the time. Baylor used to win the Ray Guy Award every year. (laughs) But, like, kickers? Guys, I mean, Iowa. Iowa is finding all kinds of great specialists and do it like you – there's no reason for it to be this bad. It just shouldn't be this bad. I know – I've referenced it before. Cam Little at Arkansas is kicking the bejesus out of the ball. And could have been an Oklahoma guy. And it's that's that's not on Brent and these guys. I don't want anybody to misunderstand. That was before he got here. But that previous staff gave him no attention. No, no, didn't really look at him. And now, I mean, I think he hit 250-plus yarders against Alabama for Arkansas a couple weeks ago. I mean, he's, he's an outstanding kicker, and he's from Southmore. We're not there yet, but we're, re- we're very close to Jimmy Stevens' territory. I mean, they I just later. get somebody else in there. Get somebody else another a, a chance. Gavin Marshall was like a five star kicker. Yeah. Like I like, it's not that they. I don't think it's that they don't have somebody on the staff that can kick. Like give someone else just another shot. It like, can't be any worse. Zach's a good kid. Went to McGinnis. I cheer for him. Well, Love the guy. But McGinnis. yes, true. Still Catholic. Uh, sorry, Bishop Kelly interjected. Uh, but give somebody else an opportunity. I, I think know. we could, but Brent said he's not going to. I I would be shocked if they don't. Like this is the first like that's kind of, it's a stupid thing to say for Brent to say that. But I, but I do understand the other side of it, <laughs> right? Well, and that's why the that's other why, side of it. Like, that's why I you can't fo- just come out and throw him under the bus. But that's why I followed up and said, "Is he the guy moving forward?" Because mm-hmm. I, you, he, of course he's going to be like, "Yeah, we have all the confidence in the world in him," but like. Is he like? Is it open competition now? Like, is it whatever? And he was like, "Nope, it's Schmidt." They should have an open competition. That'd be fun. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think kicking competitions are that fun myself. I just know that think, there's going to come a game. Kicker that kicks at fifty yards through the uprights is the best competition. There's right. going to come a game that they are going to have to kick a big field goal at the end of a game, and I just have no there faith did, whatsoever. And he missed it. I know, but I'm talking like. It's going to be two seconds left to win it, and he's going to have to walk up there and hit a 40-yarder, and it's going to go wide right. Well, I mean, but also think about this. He's going to know it when he lines up. It's not going to be a surprise. It damn sure shouldn't be. But think about this. Texas' kicker was awful before the Red River rivalry, and he basically helped almost win that game for him. Well, I'm convinced that Texas kickers don't miss it. There is some track record with him of being a good kicker. We've seen Auburn be a good kicker. He's not doing that. He's like... There's no track record of Zach Schmidt that you say, okay, he just something's off. He'll, you know, his swing's wrong or something like that. Like he's been okay. I thought he was never good been last year. Said, they put him in some terrible positions like that West Virginia kick. And that's obviously, fair. I don't. Maybe Brent's beating him up because he kind of ripped away his confidence a little bit by putting him in some of those tough situations, trying to build him back up, but it's not working. So no. I mean, he was. I would say he was okay last year. He was eight or 12 of 18, three of five from between 30 to 39, seven of nine between 40 to 49, and 0 for two from 50. Yeah. I mean, that's not anything I, to write home about. You'd have to go back and look, but I think he was three for seven in the final three. Missed a kick at West Virginia. Missed a kick at, uh, missed two kicks in Lubbock, right? Missed the one in overtime to mm-hmm. lose the game. And then missed one down at the Cheez-A-Bowl. Maybe two for five. 
is what he finished the he uh, was end of the season at. you were right three for seven in the last four games like that dude you gotta make you gotta make kicks yeah especially I'm ready for a change if it means we have to talk about kicking this much on pods it's not good so true <laughs> now and and no nobody deserves to listen to us because we don't know shit about shit when it comes to kicking but I know it's not good enough well I and that's what I was gonna ask George I mean I mean is it all on Zach Schmidt How's the how's the snap? How's the hold? Stuff I, like that. I think the hold may not be great. Like I think that there has there there was I think I brought that up. Was it the first game that they botched a couple snaps on the extra point? I don't think the hold has been particularly great on everything so far. But I mean I I don't know though. I'm not some specialist out there, but uh I do think that the hold has not been not been perfect. That, All right, that felt like a private school question. Like he asked George because George went to Bishop Kelly. Like he knows more about kickers than we do. Like that—that's what that felt like, Eddie. Uh, Josh Hogue would disagree. A great kicker, Josh Sheen would disagree. Putnam City North sent some kickers to uh, Division One. Kansas Stephen Hogue. Kansas and Old Miss. Who was the guy for, that did, went to Nebraska? You said Josh Hogue, didn't you? Yes, he did. Oh. Well, he's a great below me. <laughs> I I don't want to be the guy giving Panthers credit here, Eddie. I'm not I'm not okay with that. It was a guy that went to Nebraska that played in the league forever. It was from like Colgate, Oklahoma. Oh, uh Jeremy Brown. Josh uh yeah, I Josh Brown. I think he had a couple Josh Brown. Of domestic situations. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. That kind of ended it. He was a good kicker though. For, until that, yeah. Bring him in. Does he have any eligibility left? <laughs> Well, and OU's got one that's this year that's that's really highly rated and all uh, the Liam Evans kid that's committed from Moore. Sure. So may, maybe they have righted their wrongs, but it is uh, I couldn't agree more with George. That that's going to bite them at some point this year. You you can't be this bad in the kicking game. Hey, I want you guys to remember that uh, Eskridge Lexus is the proud travel sponsor of Sooner Scoop. The all new Lexus TX SUV is almost here. Uh, and that's a big deal. Lexus, it's Lexus's biggest SUV, uh, the biggest they've ever built. It's arriving in late October, uh, which is now the TX, uh, the perfect family SUV for lugging all your stuff to the next sporting event, tailgate, or road trip. Uh, you three-row family freaks, I don't understand you, but you love these things. Mention that you are a Sooner Scoop subscriber, and Eskridge Lexus will offer you a special discount on any new or pre-owned vehicle. And as always, they never have those stinking bogus extra charges like dock fees or force you to buy added accessories that you don't really want. So call today or visit EskridgeLexus.com. Go to EskridgeLexus.com and uh, get yourself in line for the new Lexus TX SUV. All right, um, let's, dear God, let's move on a little bit. Um, so I, I think what this game, you know, means is what's going to be interesting because is this, I thought it was really interesting, Brent, in the post game, he was you know, paraphrasing in a, you know, weird way, but basically Brent was like, yeah, you know, you don't want to be the best team that you were, you're going to be right now. Like, he was almost like, you know, I kind of like having, as a coach, I kind of like winning and struggling because it gives me something to yell at them about on a Monday. That was a great quote. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, look, you you want better than this. And we all knew, like, this is an Oklahoma team that I don't, you know, they're not worthy of being considered the number one or number two team in the country, right? They just haven't done enough. They haven't proven enough. Uh, but... Today kind of shows us, I think, more than anything, guys, 
this team really could lose any game on its schedule. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think any of us ever denied that. I mean, I, I think that there was this this thought, and I still think this, that they should win, but that doesn't mean they're going to. I mean, we've we've been, we've been all been around long enough to know that you're going to lose a, a football game here and there. I mean, it it's going to happen, but, um, you know, I still think that this is a group that can win out. It's just going to be tough. I think people just assumed it wouldn't be because they look at the back half, but, I mean, it, Oklahoma State, is going to be really difficult. Yeah, they're, they're getting uh, better fast. Kansas, I still think, is going to be tough next week in Lawrence. You got to go to BYU. At TCU, I have no idea what to make of TCU. Uh, West Virginia, they should beat West Virginia, but they're going to get everyone's best shot. I mean, it, shit, it's hard, man. It's hard to win in college football, and, and this is exactly why I, I said, and people got mad at me on the board for saying I didn't think OU was a national title contender. They're just not there yet, and maybe they get there and they get better every week. But uh, today was a, just a shit performance, and you know what? Shit, you, you that happens in college football. I don't, I don't want people to Got get it. to the point where you know, and they're going to get there regardless of what I say or not. But you still have to realize this team was six and seven a year ago, and what's happened has been remarkable. I mean, we talked about all the transfers. We've already talked about the transfers and how well that they've been integrated in together. And, I mean, today, Jacob Lacey's back out there making plays. I, I mean, uh, Trace Ford was really good for a big – I mean, he, he at least didn't get a personal foul this time, but he was offsides after – what did he have, a knockdown and then a sack you know, on first and second down, and then he had a penalty for being offsides on third down. But he affected the game. So, like, everything's a win so far for you as an Oklahoma fan. And even – I was thinking about this as the game was going along. Like, it's going to be really hard, you know, because we're going to be dealing with a lot of fans who are upset because they shouldn't have lost this game. But I don't think you should be – you still should not be surprised at anything that happens the rest of the season. Well, guys, it's it's we've talked about this before. OU doesn't have those guys, doesn't have that premier experienced frontline talent that's going to bail you out of a game. They don't have the the Adrian Petersons, the Tommy Harrises, the Sam Bradfords. They don't have that guy that you can say, well, everything else is going wrong, but that guy's going to fix it. The, if the team is off, the team's off. Like There just aren't enough of those guys. Now, I think they're coming along. I think you've got a lot of good young talent there. In a couple of years, that story could be different because you do have enough of those kind of high-caliber, you know, future NFL kind of guys. But there aren't a lot of juniors and seniors that are look. You know, there's a lot of juniors and seniors that are going to be going pro in something other than sports. So you know, you you have to acknowledge that, and so it lessens that ability for the team to come out flat, and then that one guy to fix it. It's guys, we're all watching USC right now. USC is in all sorts of trouble if they don't have Caleb Williams. Oklahoma doesn't have that, and they're a better overall team than USC, but they don't have that guy that's going to fix them on an off night. And so that's that's where you kind of have to manufacture it. And I, I did think the fourth quarter showed you more maturity than we've seen from OU teams in years past. Guys, I, I feel almost 100% confident two years ago, Oklahoma loses that game. Like I don't have a lot of doubt. It last year, OU one thousand percent. And not only George, we talked about this on the uh, instant reaction. Not only do they lose, but Central Florida's up by two scores in the fourth quarter. Like they yeah. they go down and score, make it a thirteen point game, and then you're always chasing. And they wouldn't be able to get off the field. 
It was just it's it was a, it's it's been a strange day. It was a strange day, uh, you know, in Memorial Stadium. Uh, Texas had a strange day playing at Houston, um, which I still think that's good for Oklahoma for Texas to win. Like having bad losses is the only thing. Does that, it matter though? It could. That's all for I, what I think it does for rankings. Uh, when they go into that down, committee room Eddie, and their best mm-hmm. win is against Texas, who has lost to let teams like Houston. That destroys OU's I think know, strength. OU schedule. will not go if if OU went undefeated, they're not getting left out of the college football playoff. I I agree, and I also my thought well, process. They, they on, will if Ohio State's undefeated, or if Michigan's undefeated, if Oregon's undefeated, uh, Georgia's there, and well, Florida State's losing at halftime right now. But I mean, right now there's a there's we, a all, we always do this though, and at the end of the I season, know, it, yeah, I know. I'm just I just I don't think you want to play Texas again. I think you, and maybe that's just me saying take the now least the, pa- the interesting path thing with Texas is what is the Quinn Ewers injury situation? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and did did you guys see who it was that took yeah. him out? That, well, I I didn't that, see it. David Aguabu. That's crazy. David Aguabu wow. rocked him. I mean that that was that was forty nine nothing anger. David Aguabu was taking out that <laughs> hit. He lit him up. Yeah, but I mean, I you know I don't know what's going to happen with Washington. I mean, you know, are they going to be undefeated? It's like. You've got to rack up as many wins as you can, and when Texas racks up a win, it's a win for you too. I mean, yeah. If OU, you know, if if Texas loses to K State, okay. Like I think people would be like, you know, that stuff like that can happen. Texas goes ten and two, you know, whatever. But you go lose on the road to Houston, who is not good. That's that's a problem. By the way, that that reflects poorly on you, and you get into a conversation where the end of the year, even if Oklahoma is thirteen and zero, there's a very real world where they wouldn't have a single like say say Texas kind of came apart and was like eight and four. There's a world where Oklahoma doesn't have a ranked win. That that's that that pushes into an area where an an eleven and one Alabama like people are going to make an argument. Like I don't know that it wins, but it's a valid argument where. Alabama's going to have some actual wins that matter. By the way, Cincinnati was a favorite. Baylor won that game by three. Cincinnati's terrible. They're they're probably the worst team in the conference, and that's why I'm bedlam circle it, man. Because they're I think OSU's going to walk in there six and two. What is that? Four straight wins, feeling good about themselves. I'll, I'll pick bedlam. OSU right now. I and bedlam, go, and I won't go that far. Yeah. I, I still think Oklahoma's I, the much better team. I got OU by double digits in that game. I, I I think there's so much here's, overhype happening right now. Here's the thing with OSU. Well, and I do agree. Like and West, West Virginia, Virginia is did not a good football. No, and, and I think OU's a bad matchup for OSU because the one thing OSU's yes. got going for them is they're running the football well. That is what OU is really damn good at today, and we saw it today. We've seen Adam all, all yeah. like yeah. if OSU can't run the ball, and I still don't think OSU's right, you defense talk is, me out of it. OSU's defense <laughs> is not not anything to ride home about either. By the way, the other thing was no, they got lit up for thirty four today. Yeah, and I don't know exactly how it happened, but you know, Kansas State put Will Howard back at quarterback tonight. I don't know if the new guy got hurt or was ineffective or what, and they just started lighting up TCU. I think TCU's terrible. I just don't know. Guys, every how week do you to explain week. last year? Max the, Duggan. I, the perfect 
happening of a special football team. But th- think about last year, though. How many games they just escaped? Like, the, remember the Baylor yeah. game where yeah. they just like. Tried I'll, ex- to... I'll explain it. I'll explain. Tech's it. playing well in Provo right now too. I'll explain it, Josh, and I think you'll <laughs> agree with me. Yeah, they're getting killed. Um, there was enough Gary Patterson defensive residue left in that program that when Sonny mm-hmm. Dykes came in and brought that offense with Max Duggan, uh, with uh, the wide receiver who was the what uh, Robert Quentin uh, Johnson Quentin Johnson mm-hmm. uh, the yeah. the running back the D the um, the big guy oh they yeah. got hurt didn't play in the the college football playoff damn what was his name good player really good Deidre player I hate to forget something. his name like Diedrich or Deidre or what the hell was his name Kendra Miller Kendra Miller. Miller yeah he oh it's really Kendra Miller <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, they just had a I mean, Duggan just had. I mean, he had a fantastic. It was a storybook year. year for them. Yeah, but that defense was damn but, good still. But God, guys, we knew Max Duggan. We had seen him. Like it's still Max like, Duggan got beat out for the job. Dust. Yeah, I mean, yes, by the guy now who can't move the ball. Yeah. Although I think he's out. I don't think he's playing. Is, are they, are they playing, playing the, the Hoover kid yeah, yes, right yeah. now? They're playing the Hoover kid. Okay. I think. Wow. Yeah. Well, or no, Will Howard. Anyway. Yeah, the Big 12 is... Who knows what the hell's happening? I think the Big 12 is the worst conference right now. Oh, it's absolutely the worst. Power 5. The, the Power 5? I don't even think yeah. it's a question. Is the AC, no, I mean, ACC good? Depends on Miami. I think it is. Miami's beating Clemson North right Carolina. Now. North Carolina's struggling They're right now. They're getting beat by Virginia. Yeah. Who is horrible? Is, horrible. Is it just fair team. enough to say there are some just very mediocre football teams right now in college football? The the only team I mean, I that's ex- playing great is Michigan. I, yeah, I think and it extends to Ohio State. Like, I played that's, anybody. They played right, anybody. that's the question. Yeah. Oh, but I they're still they're choking good. everybody to death. Yeah, sure. I think they're good. And you got to give them credit for doing that. And regardless, but they're also everybody cheating. else, you know, have moments. They are cheating, but they're also cheating. They're also stealing uh, signs, which has become <laughs> like one of the weirdest stories ever. Like, if you get your signs stolen, I kind of think that that's on you. Well, it's the in-game I, scouting, I though. You can't. That's that's the part that's I think pretty bad. That where you're like they're going to like other teams' yeah. games. I just I still think that I think. That's but don't a high school bit, teams do that? Yeah. So like I don't. Yeah. Really know. It's like you see high school teams going all the time and scouting people. I don't know. I have to give credit to the best thing I saw all day. Uh, guy, uh, I think it's Jay Wool thirteen or something on on Twitter, and I was talking about the Gavin Sawchuck run. The, the you know we, to pivot back to a little bit of OU football here, the, where he's clearly looking at the sideline, trying to get a read of if he should go in. Which really smart play from a young back who obviously would love to have the touchdown. But I, I said something like, "I'd love to see a shot of the sideline," and the guy, I mean, doesn't miss a beat. Like ten seconds after I posted it, he's like, "Michigan will tell us what they did." <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. And I was like, "That's that's outstanding." Like it was just a perfect response in, in that moment. Yeah, is Michigan? Are they head and shoulders above everybody else because of a certain sign stealing situation? And I still think Georgia is is right up there. Like they'll yeah. figure. And it And if out. they're not, they will well. be. Yeah, they'll figure it out. So I don't know. I I mean, I think the main thing is that we learned today is at least now you know OU comes off the Texas win. It's a big celebration. Everybody's high in the sky. They're coming back down to earth now, and they realize, yeah, we're not as good as we thought. You know, we're not as good as everybody wanted to tell us that we are. 
you get this one game. Like, this is your free pass. Mm -hmm. You can't come back out here and do this shit in Lawrence. And it's going to be interesting because I think that there was some stuff that Central Florida did that confused OU today. And, I mean, Kansas is going to do that times 10. But again, if if I just don't want to get kicked out of the press box again. If (laughs) We'll let you do the pot on the road, I guess. Um, So, can I get kicked out? I think it's very clear that they will if... You know, no, they wouldn't have kicked me out. Um, but, no, I mean, look, today, I mean, it's a perfect example. Like, the defense showed up in a manner that was going to allow them to blow out UCF. And the offense kept it from happening. What did you guys think about Dylan Gabriel's death? I thought he was uh, good, not I mean, great. the numbers are good. Like, he, I mean, he missed some things. Yeah, um, you can't really... I mean, the interception wasn't a great throw, but it's hard to blame it on him. It was a pretty good defensive play I, for him to catch yeah. that on the tip. I thought, again, he was really good down the stretch. The plays he made on the um, final touchdown drive, where it was, I think it was second and long, and he steps up and he finds Stoops, yeah. makes the play, and yeah. then I think he found Stoops again. And then the third and nine throw, to have the awareness, it was offsides on uh, UCF, to have the awareness and step up and make the throw to Anderson for the big gain. That was good. I, look, he was okay. I, I thought that uh, UC, I mean, UCF got after him. I mean, that's the most pressure we've seen on him maybe Three this sacks. Year. I mean, uh, so this is just from a like video standpoint. It seemed like on the plays that they were able to run the ball in the fourth quarter, Austin Stogner was whooping people's asses. I thought he also just saved the game with the onside kick recovery. I don't know. Yeah, have, that we, have we talked about that? About. I no, mean, that was no. they damn near didn't recover that. It hit at least three that was or a four. great onside, yeah. by the way. Yes. Incredible kick. It, it hit like three or four different people before it finally got secured. Uh, it was it was Farouk. Farouk looked like he had it, kind of wrapped it, and he couldn't trap it under his hand, and then it just spun free from him. No, but Stogner was mentioned quite a bit. I, I was actually listening to Teddy and and Toby uh, on the call, and then watching the the broadcast and it was synced together pretty well um but yeah they were pointing out stogner several times today can you imagine being somebody that's sticking around for this fox uh halftime show and wanting to hear what emmanuel acho has to say about the world of college football (laughs) like imagine being that type of person well it's not like espn's college football coverage is that strong these days either that's true because you get Say at least McAfee's entertaining. Can we talk about the Tom Luganbill uh, said that you're a bitch, Josh. <laughs> you know, Eddie, Eddie, I, I almost asked if I could take the camera for this week just so Tom I think that I would have been worth it. It would have been worth the sights and sounds to get you and Tom <laughs> on the same sideline. Can we talk about uh, how many damn commercial breaks there are? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's like every During a game, Eddie. Do you not like it's ridiculous? And they're like, is it more than it's been? I don't, I don't. I mean, it oh, yeah. feels it's been, like it's been it bad feels all that year. Way. Yeah, it's just, and maybe it's because I'm coming from covering the NFL where they're just in and out yeah. in three hours. Mm-hmm. But like, my God, it's terrible. No, it's an awful, awful thing, and and it's you know, it just sucks the life out of the stadium. There too. wasn't a review today, though. No, but that the might be a first in a college football game. The officiating was not great today. I didn't think. Yeah, they didn't even stop the game to review whether the 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 one-handed catch by the UCF receiver was in or out of bounds. Well, he was clearly out. I mean, half of Yeah, I, I love yeah. that they didn't waste time on that. I thought it was a it was clear. Um 
I'm trying to think of a, pl- a call that I I really had a beef with. I'm sure there's one I'm, I'm just missing. I think I'm just I thinking think there was one it. catch that uh, that an OU player had that was like near the turf. Yeah, and he caught it underneath his body, and I was. And I'm they, just thinking of the taunting. The taunting one was the only one that I was like, I think they missed that by rule. Like the, well, they, they didn't though. But well, oh, the, they definitely did. They I mean they literally admitted oh, to. Oh, the, oh, oh, I thought you meant they didn't miss. I'm not talking thought, about the canic. I thought you were saying canic never No, no, taunted. no. The, P, the okay. piece. Oh, yeah, yeah. That the, was the a, blowing the, kisses to the sideline they missed for sure. Yeah. Which but is I don't know hilarious if because I was, I was at a high school homeschool game two weeks ago and Danny Okoye got flagged for the same thing. Yeah, he did. So that's <laughs> just hilarious. <laughs> I mean, oh, you did have 13 tackles for loss today by 13 different guys. That's crazy. How many yards did uh, UCF run for? 200. Total? Yeah. 149. I think that might be their I, low this season. It, guys, if you said that, if think about this. If you came into the game and said UCF ran for 149 and OU's going to run for 189, I would think OU blew UCF's doors off. Yes. It's, it's just crazy how that game played out. Just some of the weird little things that, that happened. That, I, I've seen John Rice Plumley play many times. I've never sat and watched an entire game of his before. He's a very average quarterback it, from a throwing. He can't standpoint. throw. Yeah, yeah, he's not a great, great passer. I think he's a better baseball player than he is quarterback. I could see that. Yeah. Also, they only ran for one forty-three against Kansas State earlier this year in a loss. Hmm. So, did Kansas State get up big in that, and then they came back? Or I'm confusing that with a Baylor game. Uh, K State won forty-four thirty-one. It was a tight game and. Uh, Kansas State scored kind of ran away two touchdowns yeah. like within a two minute. I mean, I I think R.J. Harvey's a pretty good back. I, I mean, he impressed me at times. He, I agree. His patience. OU a lot of times could use a back that has that kind of patience just to let it develop because there were several times OU had him dead to rights and he'd have somebody pull in front of him and all of a sudden he'd have a gap. I hate to break this to you, Josh, but every team OU has played this year. Has had a, has had a running back that they would like to have. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> I could just go down the uh, list. I mean, obviously, well, Jonathan you, Brooks, the yeah. R, the R.J. Harvey. I mean, they're going to play. I like. I got an argument on the radio last week about um, uh, Ollie Gordon, and that was before tonight. I mean, now the OSU fans are coming out of the woodwork saying you thought Brooks was better than Gordon. They're like, yeah, come at me when. He had a 200-yard night. Like, of course he's making a run at that claim. He's a stud. Mm-hmm. Don't blame me oh, because really your coach good. didn't know how to use him early in the year. I'd still rather have Brooks, but Ollie Gordon's really, really good. I, I mean, I like the running back for USC, the Marshawn Lloyd guy. God, he's a monster. Yeah. Like, he's so – like, you see those close-ups, you're like, good Lord, he's huge. He looks like he's like uh, Manny ramirez it. Like he's wearing a really baggy shirt, so he doesn't. So everybody doesn't know all the steroids he's taking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little steroid investigation in Los Angeles. Yeah, let's do it. You know, I always remember that reported. people said that Lincoln Riley always handed out needles to players <laughs> on the first day of practice, and I always wondered why. Now you know the rest of the story. Um. All right. Um. So, Josh, any any early? I mean. You know, anybody that's visiting is on campus, you know, can't talk to him, anything like that. Um, but did you get a feeling, I don't know, social media or anything that you saw out there of, of anything interesting? 
No, not so far. I mean, obviously, with a weekend like this, there's not going to be, you know, the the overwhelming, like, oh, my God, I had an amazing time because there's kind of a lethargy of, of not exactly a perfect weekend. But, you know, just looking around, like, I, I still think it's going to be a weekend that probably will produce, produce some good results for Oklahoma. I, I still I still think Eddie Pierre-Louis is a guy we've got to watch. Um, we'll, we'll keep our eye on several things, but I, it wouldn't shock me if there's some news tomorrow. But I haven't heard anything at this point, though I will fully admit I kind of hate being that guy on Saturdays, like where the guys are still on their visit that pisses coaches off. I really try not to do yeah. it mm-hmm. unless I think something's just a about to happen. Kind of popping, deal. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I know we did talk about um, is it did seem a little bit today like Gavin Freeman's still pressing a little bit, and maybe not, maybe trying to dance around a little too much. But he just well, it's I, I don't think he's he just needs to call a fair catch. Like when the guys are coming at you and they're that close, like he's got to know when to call a fair catch. Because I thought he had a couple like close ones where he almost broke it or like he had a hole and it was a, it was a good move or whatever. But he also but had one where a guy clobbered he him. Just got, yeah, it's like, dude, just call fair catch, man. You're, you're trying to do too much, you know? Yeah, I, think I, I thought he was good in the passing game other than the one play where he uh, didn't get up field on the third down and he would have easily picked up the first down. He was close on, on several things. But, I mean, look, Nick Anderson and his day today, I mean, you know, he, he finally had... You know, his average you know, for touchdown per catch stretched out a little bit finally. But that's going to happen when you're more involved in the game. He had uh, five catches today. Uh, I don't even I don't have a target. Oh, he had uh, nine targets, five catches. Uh, Drake Stoops, nine targets, seven catches. Um, so, you know, when it's going his direction, he's usually catching it. Eight, I mean, this has happened before. Like Jalil Farouk, eight targets, only three catches. Um, and... You know, it, everything falls down from there. It's like three is the next. But yeah, I thought Jaden Gibson had maybe the biggest catch of the day. Yes, on the third down. I think uh, that was the one that was 12, on the ground that yeah. I thought was going to get reviewed. Yeah, and that third was a huge 12, catch. He comes up with the grab. I he needs more. I I want to see him get more targets. I think he's somebody that could also help. He was creating a little bit of separation today. I just want to see him. I, he just seems like somebody that could be a breakout player for them. Anderson, guys, Gibson, Petaway. Yes, Petaway. God, he had one play today, and he was it a was one a more play. almost yeah. electric. Yeah. I, and I don't know if that's like an answer to anything. It doesn't. It definitely doesn't help him run the ball. But it, I want to see more Petaway. What were you saying, Josh? But well, I, I did want to say I don't know if you guys are watching. Virginia was about to go up by two scores. Fumbles at the back of the end zone. North oh, Carolina no. just took over. Mm. We got eighty yards to go with about four and a half minutes left. But they're up uh, anyway. Yeah, uh, no, North Carolina's got – Virginia's still winning. North Carolina's got to go try and take the lead. I don't think Maybe anybody knows fast. how to get CW Network on a uh, computer. <laughs> I've been trying for the last I was just about to ask minutes. what channel it is. Literally. I, uh, you go I to the CW Network and you can't get it. Well, guys, what I did want to say, like what you guys are talking about, you know, we George talked earlier about all that press man that, that UCF was going to play, and that's no surprise. Like, they – that's what they do. They're they're unusual in that way. They they play very aggressively in the secondary. But the the thing about that is there's really two ways to deal with that. And it's as far as like how your receivers, you know, they can be big and physical, like Nick Anderson, who's going to be like, yeah, okay, come press me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna push you around. Or you get an explosive guy that they can't keep up with because there's a reason they're playing press man. They're trying to keep you out of your route and kind of slow you down. 
So a Jaquez Petaway in that sort of situation, all he's got to do is get loose, and those guys can't run with him. So uh, there's, I don't know, like they, I just felt like there were some missed opportunities to attack some of the things they did. And to be fair to the offense, they could never get in a rhythm. Like yeah. that that long drive UCF has there, I think in the second quarter that ate up like seven minutes. Like you, you could tell that just sucked the life out of Oklahoma's offense for quite a while. Maybe it was the third quarter. Now that I'm saying that. Um, but either way, just, uh, OU didn't look right, um, you know, offensively. And I, I think some of it was, they just didn't get enough opportunities and some of that's on them, but also the defense was kind of bending through, a, you know, some portions of the game. Yeah. If there's one thing I could say about Jeff Levy, he gets, he gets a lot of unfair criticism. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I do think criticism about, uh, you know, designing drives or designing, you know, the way the flow of the offense is going to go. It's just like I was talking to the guys earlier, Josh, he had, it ended up being a scoring drive because the running game took over, but he had, he had a scoring drive where they threw incompletions on four straight first down and tens. And so they were second and 10 running the ball. Then they get a good pickup and they'd run it again on third. Then they get the first, then they'd go back to the pass. Like, to me, he falls in love a little bit too much with the run setting up deep shots, the play action deep shot. I think that's fair. I, I think I, I mean, and some of that is the way it's designed. Like, I mean, that, I, I get that, that that that's kind of like they're trying to lull you to sleep, lull you to sleep, boom, hit you over the top. Like that, there there is some of that in there. But uh, Kevin Wilson always I, used I to tell me this. But, he always used to tell me this. He said. Uh, when he was younger, another coach told him, you know what, you can go around looking for silver dollars on the ground, uh, or you can go around looking for dimes or nickels. He said, you're going to end up with more money looking for nickels than you are looking for silver dollars. Thank you, Kevin Wilson. Kevin Wilson. It is. I loved it. I I I still remember it to this day, obviously. It's 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 the old baseball, you know. You'll you'll never go broke hitting doubles. I mean, like that. That's that's okay. Um, so I, I I don't know. I I just I struggled because I'm with you, Carrie. Like I I think Levy takes like any time the play is not exactly what an OU fan thinks it should be. Oh, he sucks. And he's terrible. Like there were people on Twitter today telling me, oh, we never liked Jeff Levy. Did you see the Texas game? That was one of the best defenses we've watched OU play in the Big Twelve in a decade. And OU just ran up and down the field on them. Like you, you can't, you can't have that both ways. Like we we don't really like him even when it's good, and we really hate him when it's bad. Like that that's that's you're never going to be satisfied living that life. Um, but at the same time, I I my struggle with that a lot of times is personnel, the the decisions they'll make with this is what we want to do. Okay, great, you've got it scripted. You know, this is what we're going to do on our you know our first three plays or whatever. Then why is that what's on the field? Like, why do you have those guys in those situations? Because those are not the best suited to the situation. Like jet sweeps to Drake Stoops. I love Drake Stoops. He's got a lot of good uses. That's not one of them. That's not what he's best at. So I, I, I that stuff bothers me sometimes. But I, I will say again, uh, with what Jeff Levy came in and what I expected to see offensively, I think Oklahoma is really, really hurt by the fact that they don't have a running back who is truly dangerous as a receiver out of the backfield because he loves to throw to the running back, and it just it's not there right now. Can Sawchuck not be that guy? Like, did he find some type of rhythm? Is he still trying to find himself in the middle of a season, which I'm sure is 
very, very difficult to do. I I mean, guys, I'm looking at he had 10 carries for 63, so average is 6.3, obviously. Has anybody, other than what probably the one game when Tawi had that one big run, has anybody this year averaged that that type of yards per carry? I want to say Tawi was like 5-1 in one yeah. game. Yeah. I mean, they were like there were some runs there in the the fourth that were uh, you know a shoestring away from being bigger than they were. Hold on, I almost got it. (laughs) Uh, He averaged Tawi averaged five point six against SMU. Okay, Mm -hmm. he would that would be the highest because Marcus Major had a game where I think he averaged like four something, but that's that's got to be the highest. Yeah, I mean, he ran for 117 yards that day. And again, doing it behind a true freshman at left guard and a right guard that was a shaky unit all day. Did guys, did Troy ever get on the field? No. I didn't no, see him. He did I don't not. think so. No. Okay. I I think it's got to be, and we, we've talked about this at nauseum, and I'm sure we are this entire week. It needs to be Gavin going forward. Like to to me, that's he he's their most talented guy that is 100 percent healthy right now. And who? Gavin. Oh, Sawchuck. Saw You're talking about running back. Uh, yes. It. Yeah. Uh, what did you think I was talking about? Kickers. Guard. Oh, I guess we could talk about. There's like, what? how many Gavins are on the team, I guess? Uh, three? Sawchuck, Freeman, and uh, Marshall. Marshall. Yeah. And we talked about all three. Big Gavin team. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I think Sawchuck should be the guy moving 100%. forward. 100%. 100%. And uh, I'm, I'm with you. If they want to throw out Caleb Hicks, do it. I'm in. I I still think I, the best, the most explosive run. I I think back to this moment a lot watching their run game. The most explosive run to me that we've seen from OU this year was against Tulsa in the fourth quarter, and it was Dalen Smothers on that one run yep. out to the outside. That was the most explosive we've seen a running back on OU this year, in my opinion. And uh, I guess are he, we just at the point where like Javante Barnes? I heard today the words or the phrase. They're gonna just shut him down for the rest of the year. Like I, I don't know what happened with the surgery. It just that's a very weird situation. And he ran out. There's a moment in the game. He ran onto the, the field. field and then Major came in and took yes. him out. And it was in the fourth quarter. Yes. It was in the fourth quarter on that that drive. To Nate Fakin yeah. nudged uh, T.J. Eckery. He was like, Javante Barnes is out there. And I was like, he was out there for that play. And he was like, I think no, he and jogged. Then, but he, yeah. he, it was. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. And if he's doing that, why is he not playing? I don't know. And I still think... Like, do, what do these still guys think, do to DeMarco during the week? I don't know. We need to request DeMarco this week. He's not. I know, we would never get him, but... If we are... Well, never mind. All right, let's... Uh, we got to wrap it up here, but before we get out of here, maybe this, this is the question that can kind of encapsulate what today was like. But I, I'll just go around the room, Josh. I'll start with you. Is there anybody on this team that has stock up after today? Hmm. I, I may, maybe it's a quota thing, but Peyton Bowen. Yep. I don't know why Peyton yep. Bowen's not on the field more, but they, they got to sort that out because all that kid does is just impact the game in a huge way. That that sack, I felt like that changed the whole flow of that game from the moment he you know made that play. And, I, I know UCF was going hurry up. They were giving OU some of their own medicine. So, like, I understand that they couldn't cycle players the way they maybe wanted to. But 
guys, I'm watching Keyshawn Lawrence miss tackles. Reggie Pearson's still struggling in coverage. Yeah, he struggled today. I, at some point, you got to you got to figure out who your two best safeties are, and I think their last names both start with B. Correct. I don't think you're legally allowed to call him Keyshawn anymore. I think we've established that, haven't we? Oh God, I I can't. It's a habit. I can't break it. Sorry, sorry to Key Lawrence. Um, I'm sure that's not the worst thing you just took out of what I said, but I do apologize, <laughs> Key. Uh, guys, any stock ups for you today? I thought Trace Ford played pretty Trace well today. Ford yeah. was really. He's I thought it was his best game. I think he's worthy of stock up. Yeah. I think Ethan Downs. Ethan played Downs really played good. really well today. Yeah. Um, I thought, I, and he must have gotten dinged up because I I swear early in the game I I. Almost wanted to tweet out like, is Ethan Downs like almost like a national, nationally respected play, becoming that type of player? Like, is he becoming a guy like that other teams, you know, when when they do the big sports center and they're talking about the best at their position, like he's on the verge of becoming one of those dudes. The way he's playing this, only year. if he divorces his wife and moves to Ada, and becomes a child of Dan Cody. <laughs> Which I say, like I say jokingly. Yeah, he needs to be and, and commutes to Norman every day, but runs, doesn't drive. <laughs> he, he's certainly playing with a lot more nastiness. Like the, the, I mean, and he was he was rampant in the first half. They they great. couldn't deal with him. And I, I'm with you, Carrie. I I don't think I've really stopped to think about why it wasn't the same in the second half, but it obviously wasn't. Josh, crazy question. Jared Canick have a pretty good game today. I felt like he was all he over did. the field he in did. the first half. Yeah, he did. I I had a lot of people really upset with my. I gave him a pretty good grade in the report card. And people were like, "Oh, you're you're nuts." He was terrible. And I'm he's like, got some I, haters I feel for like some reason. Won. I don't know what 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 that. He, well, is. I think he. I don't know if he has haters. I think people love them some Kip Lewis, and so they just immediately yeah. are like get Kip Lewis on the field. <laughs> you do hear that a lot, which yes. I'm not going to argue with. I, I oh, I know. Brought, it's one, a good I problem. To have. I thought was. Yeah, the guy that I thought was really quiet, surprisingly, considering the matchup with Desan McCullough. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see hard. I didn't. I don't remember Six him being tackles, called all tackle day. for loss. Had a pass breakup, yeah, which could, was a really nice play. We could probably spend another thirty minutes doing stock down today. Um, yeah, fair enough. But fair I'll enough. say this, I, and it was just a flash. I don't know if it's stock up as much as uh, maybe this is like your stock tip for next week. If you, if we could put like if we could buy stock in players that we thought was going to, to spike, I would. I would buy stock in R. Mason Thomas right now. Oh, he yeah. was close. Good he, call. Was, close. he looked really close yeah, today. Yeah, he was really close today. The other one, too, that you just, I think, deserves a stock up because he scored two touchdowns is Nick Anderson. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got I me. Mean, he's just been, he's been electric for OU. And somehow he's just always guy, open. He's just wide open. I, it's crazy. I think today uh, that the, the guy I will say is, I just want to give one other one that I, again, kind of the same deal. Like, I'm not sure of what I've seen yet. I want to go back and I'm excited for Monday to kind of watch this guy. Savion Bird in the fourth quarter. Yes. There, that's not coincidental that he was out there and that run game started to come to life. Yep. It is amazing how much that right side is determining the fortunes. I also think, I also think Sawchuck deserves a stock up. Like, I yes. think he's the yes. guy going forward. Like, I, I mean, I, he, they don't win that game without him in the fourth quarter. I think Marcus Major's pretty hurt too. Yeah, you can tell that he's favoring also, that what's, shoulder. What's up with him? And I said this in the press box. He slips a lot. Like he just like he'll hit a hole sometimes. He's like, oh, there he goes, and then he slips, and it's just like, what? Like, does he need some new cleats? Yeah. I mean, my God, he slips a lot, man. I feel like your dad just I took over like your he's... body and like <laughs> descended on the pod. 
I feel like that's something your dad like, gets upset about. Probably. <laughs> there was a concern about the ryegrass today. It is. I, <laughs> I actually know, had the, a conversation they, about yes, this. Oh, Every really? year that they the, the ryegrass blossoms or but, blooms or whatever, People start slipping, but he did it in Cincinnati. No, but he's well. done it like everywhere. This, yeah. this yeah. is done it in every, every game, game type thing. But no, I saw. I can't remember uh, who who the head uh, grounds crew. Guy. Jason Ferris. Yes, Jay. I saw him tweeting about. Oh, the ryegrass is really coming in. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, the ryegrass. Everybody's <laughs> gonna be slipping now. Uh, but no, and and I'll give one more stock up because we spent so much time talking about kickers. Probably set a pod record. Luke Elzinga stock up today. He was great. Yes. Yep. And that's all don't, it deserves. Don't see Josh Plaster again. Because <laughs> yeah. there just wasn't enough. I mean, and I'm not saying stock down for everybody else because I think you know Dylan Gabriel was just. I think know. a lot of guys too on defense played what you thought they were going to play. Like Danny yeah. Stutzman doesn't deserve a stock up because he was Danny Stutzman. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, which I thought I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you guys noticed. They rotated him in the fourth quarter a little bit with Lewis, Kip Lewis, and I think it was just to give him a, a breather. They, the defense was getting gassed there yeah. in the third and fourth quarter. Well, yeah, they I thought were, he was they hurt were. for a second. I, I actually, I asked uh, T.J. Ecker, I was like, is, did Stutzman get hurt? I think because it was a, it was Kip a Lewis thing. ran out there first. Yeah. I mean, UCF was going so fast, the defensive line wasn't even getting down in their stance at times. Yeah, They were catching them off because they would look to the sideline and they were snapping the ball. There was one time I saw... Jaden Gibson looked to the sideline and missed that the ball was snapped, and he was like two yards behind whoever was next to him running, you know, routes down the field. So Luwalu had a big, big play today. Yeah, I don't know did. if he deserves a yeah, stock out, but loss. he had a big play today too. Kendall Dolby is another guy oh, that just yeah. keeps yeah. making good yeah. plays. We didn't even mention him. He 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 won him the made game the at, the the game. End, at the end. Mm-hmm. He made a couple of big plays down the stretch. So. All right, well, it's going to be Kansas next week. We will be on the road. Uh, Eskridge Lexus will be getting us there, our official travel partner. Uh, so looking forward to that. Uh, all the coverage down there in, in Lawrence and, you know, nice place to go. It'll be interesting. This is the first time OU will be have been to Lawrence since their resurgence under Lance Leipold. Uh, I think the last time it was... Was it the Caleb Williams game where they announced that the gates were open and anyone could come down to the game at yep. halftime? Yep. And students flooded the the stadium, and OU held off to win. But yeah, it was a Caleb much Williams bigger stole crowd. A ball that, from uh, Kennedy Brooks. He was the coach that year. Leopold, yeah, that was his first. But year, I'm right? just saying, since yeah, that, 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 it, he hadn't really turned it around by then. Sure. No. 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 One hundred percent. Very different animal now. You're right. That's when we. That's when we learned. Like, okay, Kansas is not going to be a pushover much longer. Yeah. Jason Bean. And he was the quarterback that Round day. two. Yeah. Jason Bean, round two. Eddie and, Je- Eddie and Bean, the rivalry renewed. Yeah. He, I, yeah. He couldn't even start it. <laughs> he couldn't start for the Fijis. I stand by that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Oh, we'll- here's some late breaking news. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley's a bitch. Go Utes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that, we'll end it. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again next week after the KU game on the Eskridge Lexus postgame podcast from Soonerscoop.com.